the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the 6 o'clock hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, more and more people have uh, been contacting me and saying that they like that I'm on at 6 o'clock in the evening because they get to listen to me going to work and coming home from work. So going (laughs) or coming, you get to hear me here on uh, 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. And I'm glad you join us at 6 o'clock. We have made this into a special uh, standalone hour that... uh, has a lot of important subjects that we talk about and a very important subject that we'll talk about today uh, dealing with issue one. Issue one is uh, about roads in uh, Arkansas, how we're going to finance them, how we're going to pay for them, and the governor wants to take a half-cent sales tax that was supposed to have sunset set it this year and make it not only permanent, but he wants to make it part of the Arkansas Constitution. Now, I will tell you that I'm against issue one. Uh, Not so much that I'm against the half-cent sales tax per se, but I am definitely against the half-cent sales tax being cemented into our Constitution. I am absolutely (laughs) Against that, and joining me here for the next half hour is going to be uh, Ryan Norris. He is the head of Americans for Prosperity here in Arkansas, along with Elizabeth Soltolaro. She's back with us again. She was with me from the 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock hour this morning here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. So, guys, I mean, this is the bottom line on this. Are the people of Arkansas going to vote a tax in? That is part of the Constitution of the state. I hope to God not. But, uh, you know, people want to have, you know, I don't know, gold-plated roads to drive on or something. And they're, and they're, willing, they're willing to break some really key principles as far as I'm concerned. So, Ryan, I'll let you begin uh, about this. Uh, am I wrong in being so adamantly opposed to making a tax part of our state constitution? Uh, you're not in a, in a minority, according to uh, what we've been researching and finding out. And uh, so for, for all disclosure, yes, I'm the state director of Americans for Prosperity. But at this moment, I'm speaking to you as the chair of the Legislative Question Committee, that is filing today in the state of Arkansas titled No Permanent Tax 
no on issue one. And there are a lot of good reasons to be against issue one, and we'll get into those. But again, on the recap, Dave, you did really well. It's a half-cent statewide sales tax. Uh, that they want to permanently add to the Arkansas Constitution. And it was originally passed back in 2012. Um, they're calling this a continuation uh, of the tax, asking for a continuation. Uh, but originally passed in 2012, again, with the same promises that it was going to roads. Uh, the I-30 bridge expansion was placed in there that within this 10-year period, because that's the, the amount of time this was originally uh, agreed to by, by voters, it was supposed to sunset, and the sunset period is actually in 2023. Um, at that time, again, the same folks that are telling us now that this is going to create large amounts of jobs. In fact, the Pine Bluff commercial article that I found from 2012, um, one of our road executives was saying it was going to create 50,000 jobs. I don't remember 50,000 being created in the state in that time, and now they've taken that down to 3,600 uh, jobs. But, again, they're asking this to be uh, placed into the Constitution, and they're saying that it's not raising taxes. But I would give you the analogy that if you had agreed to pay for a car payment for a five-year period, and then the, the uh, lending company comes to you and said, well, you're so used to writing that check. Why don't you just keep on writing those for the rest of your life? Uh, all of us would, would take you know, take a step back on that and be like, hey, I don't think this is fair. I don't think this is right. Uh, in fact, uh, Someone who uh, I philosophically and politically may may have disagreements with, Max Brantley of the Arkansas Times, he said in a blog post that to his way of thinking, a new tax is a tax increase if the rate on the effective date would otherwise be lower. I mean, Max even is is pointing out that it's not intellectually uh, honest, honest to say that. <laughs> yes intellectually honest to say on that date it would be six percent but you're going to then continue it on at six and a half percent if you pass this uh so again lots of different reasons to be against this uh we are we believe that you know we should hold government accountable to the to the promise they made back in 2012 uh over and over you'll find in the research that where they kept saying hey this is this should only be this is only for 10 years only for 10 years and so that was the big selling point um and then they had promised that during that time that there would be better solutions that they would migrate some taxes from general funds such as sell uh-huh. uh, car sales car parts etc but they never they never gave it the effort. Uh, Scott Bennett in a uh, mall mail town hall said that they attempted twice to pass similar bills. That may be true, but I never saw RDOT out there lobbying as hard for those bills as they did for this one. And the reason being is that when you make a permanent tax in the Constitution that you never have to go back to the people on, uh, you know, you're getting rid of those pesky voters and, and their feelings and attitudes about you know, about uh, how you're spending their money. Yeah, and, and and that's this is really important for everybody to understand. This was supposed to sunset. It was 10 years and gone. And it mm-hmm. now they're, they're trying to, t- to, to change the whole narrative and saying, but we need it. We got to keep it going because we just can't get by not having that half percent that shows you more than anything else the mindset of a politician 
he gets his claws into you and he wants to hold on to uh, to your money. That's that it, he considers it his money now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's a very good way of putting it, Dave. Is that they're they're saying, "Hey, you've already given this to us. Just keep on doing it." And you know, there's there's a lot of questions about that, and a lot of questions about how the money's being spent. Uh, you know that. Currently, uh, RDOT is, has a consultant. We're paying uh, $722,000 for a consultant guidehouse. And just in their initial findings, there's a range of about $21 uh, million to about $34 million in uh, operational improvements that guidehouse is suggesting. And that's not even really with everything being considered yet. Uh, you can look, look, go to RDOT and look through the, the guidehouse report there. So there needs to be reforms. There are ways of, of creating greater efficiencies in RDOT. We are not against roads. We're not against road maintenance. We're just against this false dilemma that's being presented that if you don't, if you don't vote for this, then all the roads fall apart. Or if you vote for this, all of your wildest dreams about roads will come true. And they've had the 10-year period. They gave us all of these promises, you know, tens of thousands of jobs, uh, I-30 bridge replacement, uh, other other promises that they had made that they haven't quite gotten around to, and and now they're saying, well, we, we need more money and we need more time. And it's not even just asking for another 10-year period. They're asking for an infinite year period. Uh, and that's just that's just not right. The, the Constitution, Dave, I know you believe this. Constitutions are designed to protect rights and put parameters around government not to put in a half-cent sales tax and make it permanent for the entire state of Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. But the key is now they want a permanent tax in Arkansas, and it, it really breaks my heart that it's a Republican that's doing this. That really breaks my heart. Well, you know, uh, that's why we have to, as Arkansans, we need to find, uh, you know, reach out to our friends, reach out to our neighbors, uh, no matter what their, their maybe political affiliation may be. And as citizens, we need to hold our government accountable and find those areas where, as citizens, we can align on uh, certain policy areas. Uh, for example, the vice chair of, uh, of the Legislative Question Committee, No Permanent Tax, No On Issue 1, is uh, Joshua M. Silverstein, who is with the uh, – is a contemporary of one of our favorite people, Dr. Robert Steinbuck. Yeah, and, he's been on uh, my show, both of them. Yeah, yes. And, uh, you know, Joshua has been a part of, uh, of fighting the – one of the most expensive projects that Arkansas would ever see in the I-30 bridge replacement. And there's reasons that he has and and those that he represent have for fighting those issues. A lot of those is about holding government accountable, making sure that they're not just dotting I's and crossing T's, but that those I's they're dotting and the T's they're crossing actually have meaning, that they're not just checkboxing things. And I get that. I mean, I'm all for holding government accountable, too. There's also those that are concerned about the environmental impact of some of these uh, some of these projects that are being presented. Uh, there's also the fiscal aspect of it. Because Arkansas is, is a, we're the second highest combined sales tax in the nation. So state and local sales taxes, Arkansas ranks number two, only beat out by our neighbor Tennessee, and they, don't, they do not have a state income tax. So 
we keep on getting squeezed, and they keep on boiling the Arkansas taxpayer by these half percents and by these quarter percents. And I'm thinking that we're getting to a place, Dave, to where the Arkansas taxpayer is going to be in revolt. And as an indicator, I point around to in the last year or two, there have been multiple attempts by local uh, and county governments to pass taxes, and they're getting roundly defeated. And that's because the Arkansas taxpayer is kind of at their boiling point uh, uh, on on giving government their money and all always under the guise of doing some kind of good, you know, public good. Yeah, I uh, they, they always say I can do more with your money than you can do with your money. That's that's always their their talk. All right. So, Elizabeth, your thoughts on this? Well, I know that Rhodes seems to be the selling point here, and I don't want us to overlook it if people are not aware. Our legislature, isn't this one of the three referred um, issues that come every single election as a constitutional amendment? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So what that means is they have the right to put in front of the people, and they never miss an opportunity, never let a crisis go to waste. We always have something in front of us that's a constitutional amendment. And I just I have fundamental issues with that. I don't think that document was designed to be altered three and four times every two to four years. And I just don't believe on that fundamental level and everything else you say. Of course, I think here in Faulkner County, we have a huge fight going on about an existing tax that's split between our road department and our sheriff's office. Fifty fifty. And we have been in a fight for many years now, up to about 12 years, to get that split changed over to help the sheriff's department. But, oh, mm-hmm. my gosh, our county department tells people the road, the roads, the roads. So you're going to hear an immense pushback from the establishment on any issue with taxes when it has to do with roads. And they want people to think that that is more important than any other thing in their pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And, and that's Go ahead. Uh, that's an interesting point, too, because uh, as we've done a, done a little bit of research and asked some questions of individuals, uh, the roads were not the high and top priority uh, that that people were ca- concerned about right now. Uh, it was they would want us to think to be, that they would want us to yes, think that, you know, it's unemployment. It's um, it's health care issues, public safety. <laughs> public safety. Yes, it's education COVID. issues. <laughs> yeah, things like that. And and so I know that uh, in this time that highways weren't even the top discussion when it came to uh, back in November. State chamber right. had you know workforce industry got together and talking about and what were the most concerning things for them were K through twelve education, higher education, and. Roads were just tacked on at the end when the chamber got up and said, "Hey, don't forget to vote for the half cent sales tax." But even among, um, you know, e- even among the businesses and those, that, you know, particularly small businesses, it hasn't been the top priority at the moment. And COVID even made that, I think, more uh, made it less of an issue, as we co- are concerned about other things. Okay, let's but take. There's many let's things take- competing for the pocketbook. Okay, let's hold up. Let's hold up, guys. Let's take a break and then come back and talk further. Ryan Norris is our special guest. He's the the, uh, state director of 
uh, Americans for Prosperity here in Arkansas. He joins us today, and uh, he is leading the charge against uh, Issue 1. We'll talk more about Issue 1 as we uh, continue. Elizabeth is here as well. Uh, Ryan, if we need to, can you go longer than a half hour? I can. All right. Well, we may have to go longer than a half hour. When we come back, what's it going to take to beat Issue 1? Because the governor says he's got $2 million to fight for it. How much money we got to fight against it? We'll talk about that when we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show. you just joined us, you missed uh, the first segment of the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, we are talking about issue one. This is an issue that be on the ballot on November 3rd, asking for your vote to uh, continue a half-cent sales tax that was passed about 10 years ago and was said that it was going to go sunset in 10 years. And uh, if you wanted more taxes, you had to vote on more taxes. But they want to just continue this half-cent sales tax. They're putting it under the auspices of roads, and they want it to be part of uh, our Constitution, which I am just really, really against. Adamantly and I believe, against. And I believe that you should be against it as well. Ryan Norris is with us. He is the uh, chairman of the uh, Arkansas uh, for prosperity movement here in the state. Uh, but instead of just AFP right now, there's a whole group coming together to fight against this half-cent sales tax. And, Ryan, I, I just wanted to touch base with this because for people on uh, that fight from the right, they have mm-hmm. a hard time, I believe, fighting with people <laughs> from the left. And, and here's the and here's the key. Reagan didn't have that problem. He understand right. coalitions were very, very, very important. This is a coalition that we need to pull together. The, the left is not saying, hey, we want the half-cent sales tax. They're saying, no, we don't want the half-cent sales tax. And right. if they're going to do that, then they are with us on this matter, and we need to uh, work with them uh, to defeat a half-cent sales tax. Right. Well, you know, uh, one of my favorite Republicans, Frederick Douglass, said, I would work with anyone to do good and no one to do harm. And this is one of those ish- those times to where, as Arkansans, we can have different perspectives on the same thing, but be ally- allied either for or against. And uh, what I've found out is that there are reason and, and good reasons and good causes that uh, – friends and allies of, of ours on the left have against issue one. Uh, there's a, environmental issues. There's issues with this being too uh, too tied down to just roads and, and bridges. You know, they're like, what about other transportation? Uh, it's all these kind of, of conversations we can have after the fact, should we be able to, to vote this down? Um, so accountability, you know, they, they're like more accountability for government bureaucracy. We think that that needs to happen. Uh, less spending in certain areas. And, I mean, there's there's ways of finding in the Venn diagram the overlapping spaces that we can collaborate together. And I think it's very important now more than ever that we try to find cause to work together. I'm, I'm a big person. My One of my mantras right now is let's preserve the union. I think we're fracturing so much as a society that we need to find the common principles and find the common visions that we can all 
coalesce around. Let's have our disagreements, but let's at first uh, come come together around those shared visions and principles, work together, develop relationships, and then that's going to make the, uh, the the policies on the back end of that so much better, so much richer, so much more collaborative. Uh, so yes, Dave, you're you're right on. We need to work with uh, anyone who is uh, willing to work alongside of us. Yeah, that, well, how's it go? The 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 friend of uh, see the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Is isn't that how it goes? That that is uh, that is one way of looking at it. But the interesting part is. Uh, when you're sitting across from someone, you've been working together, you can become friends, have disagreements. Yes, have those disagreements, but they can be uh, constructive disagreements that actually share and exchange ideas. And they're not just uh, being obtuse and and, uh, and entrenched. Uh, and you can find common causes. So, again, with issue one, not liking across the political spectrum, not liking the half-cent sales tax being in the Constitution, not liking that it's permanent, that, you know, there's going to be basically no way to blast it out of there. And in fact, there's another issue on the, uh, you know, being considered that would make it more difficult, even more difficult, should the people of Arkansas decide that we want to make some changes. So uh, there's a faction that are out there that's just saying, vote vote, vote them all down. Um, so for us, again, we're saying that voting uh, voting no on issue one is for holding government accountable. You know, their original promise in 2012 was that this was only for a 10-year period, and they're breaking that promise to us. And this is the same people that promised this originally. So it's not like there's a new necessarily a new set of folks. Uh, it's, it's the same folks that pressed for this originally. And that we need to hold them accountable for better solutions, and there have been better solutions presented. It's just they never wanted to back those solutions as strongly as a permanent tax that they never have to go back to the people and ask for again. Yeah, and well, let me, let, for, okay, I'm going to say hold on there because we got to yeah. take a break, all right? And I want everybody no to remember what I always say. The people who want to govern uh, get in and make the hard decisions and make it happen. Those that don't want to govern, govern, uh, govern, they tax. All right. We got to take a break for news. Uh, let's do that right now. We continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show during the six o'clock hour. Ryan Norris with us uh, from uh, Americans for Prosperity, but from a bigger group than that, uh, and I don't. Uh, I can't remember the specific name of the group. Here's what I'll tell you. Those against issue one. How's that one for you? And uh, Elizabeth is with us. Ryan, you were about ready to make a point when we had to go to the news. Uh, tell us the point that you wanted to, to, to make to yeah. us. Yeah, two real quick points is that, you know, not only when you vote, uh, no on issue one, are you holding government accountable to their original promises and, and asking them for better solutions? But you're also voting for a tax a decrease, tax cut for all Arkansans. This half-cent sales tax is statewide. It's on all personal property. It's on digital downloads. It's on uh, personal on services. So voting that down is going to make your life less expensive. And um, to this the definitely will help. Wait a second. Stop. Okay, make your yep. life less expensive to the tune of how much money? They're saying $293 million annually. A half a penny. Yes. $293 million 
dollars. Yes. Holy yes. cow. And so definitely this sales tax cut would help the middle class, low income and fixed income families the most. They pay a larger percentage. There are those in, in the pro side that have said, well, this isn't really much on a person by person basis. But I tell you this, $30, you know, some have said, you know, it's only like $30 a year, $60 a year, et cetera. Well, let me tell you, when you're down in the Delta area in, the, in an early morning and you're driving by, and you see kids in the wintertime wrapped in fleece blankets because their families can't afford them coats, don't assume what $30 and $60 of savings is for a family. That is just not the way you think about it. Um, What you think about this in terms of what's right, and what's right is is holding government keeping its promises to us, not breaking its promises to us, not giving us this false idea, uh, dilemma that we're in, that uh, if we don't vote for this, everything falls apart. We have time for better solutions. We have a 2021 legislative session coming up, and then we also have a 2022 general election coming up again. So we have another opportunity to to determine a, a better way for funding highways than making this a permanent forever tax on our Kansans. All right, very good. Elizabeth, I mean, this is right This is right in our bailiwick, so to speak, and that's why I want to make sure that everybody understands on our side of the argument that there's people who are on our side of the argument that are not on our side of the argument on other issues, but on this, they are, and we've got to work mm-hmm. with them to, defend, to, to, to defeat this particular issue. You know, it's a classic situation of we the people. We the people are the ones these these government bureaucrats are supposed to be working for. Even the elected folks are supposed to be working for us. So what's wrong with getting together on the things we agree on and getting rid of something as onerous as a permanent tax in our Constitution? Again, I just don't think that document was created for the purpose of taxing the people. That is not at all what its purpose was, and it's being subverted. I absolutely detest the whole idea for that reason first. Um, There's got to be better ways. I guess that's the question. Uh, What about, I understand there's been a lot of controversy about many, many highway projects. How is that playing into this whole conversation? I don't think people like the way it's currently being spent. It's not being spent appropriately. I I know we have a consultant that says we need to do a lot of work to gain some efficiencies in the highway department. Mm-hmm. This is true. And so currently the, the consultant guidehouse is uh, doing an audit of the operations of RDOT, and they are finding that, that there is some disconnections between what the people want and need and what RDOT is uh, prescribing to the people. Uh, for example, you have the I-30 project that has some well-organized opposition to the scale and the cost and the environmental impact of that project. And it has been fought by RDOT not at every, at, at every turn. It's not a good faith effort of trying to attempt compromise. It's like, this is what's going to happen to you, citizen, and you better like it, and we will fight you fight you on that. Uh, additionally, you know, I'm out in the Maumelle area to where Maumelle was asking for a third uh, uh, on-ramp for uh, uh, I-40. We only had two. We had the north uh, 
um, interchange at Morgan Maumel. Then we had the uh, 430 uh, on ramp there, and they were asking for it. And RDOT said, well, if you're going to do it, you're going to have to fund it all yourself. And so they actually voted in a sales tax to fund that third on-ramp. So again, the people came to RDOT saying, hey, this this is what you guys do. This is the help that we need. And they said, you know, you got to go figure that out for yourself. And it was a low cost, you know, comparatively a lower cost uh, project. So the people of Arkansas need to also understand that other than the governor appointing commissioners and the uh, the legislature appropriating the budgets, there is very little oversight about what happens uh, at RDOT. RDOT, you know, they they do their uh, their their reports and reviews, and they uh, tell that to the people. Uh, they tell it to our elected officials, but there's really little that can be done determining you know what their what projects that they they will or will not do. So you, all these reports are uh, available. Uh, on the RDOT website, uh, you can also you know look through and, and see what they've been working on. There are some projects that have been completed uh, that were costing twelve mil twelve million dollars a mile. Um, there was uh, in twenty eighteen there were nine projects totaling ninety five miles that cost taxpayers five hundred and thirty four million dollars or eleven point eight million dollars per mile. Now, you know that's a lot of money per mile uh, on these things. So. This is, again, an opportunity to hold government accountable, a tax cut for all our Kansans. And, again, we have the second highest sales tax in the nation. And we are ranked about, depending on where you look, between third and sixth in the nation on poverty rates. So we're we're a small state that has been squeezed with taxes. We have sales taxes, income taxes, fuel taxes, grocery taxes, corporate taxes, property taxes, personal property taxes, and then all the fi- all the other fees that are get associated to, to uh, interacting with government. And we're just getting to, I think, to the boiling point of the Arkansas taxpayer. Again, referencing that lots of local taxes have been presented and are being turned down. Even Little Rock had a one-cent um, proposal, and uh, the mayor took that off the table because he knew it's just not the right time to ask for a, a increase in taxes. So we have time for for better solutions. This is a false dilemma. They're saying this is it. This is the only option that we have. That's not true. We still have the 2021 legislative session and the 2020 general election. And in that time, we can come up with a fair way of using, of having use taxes, you know, fuel, we have the fuel taxes, those increased last year. Gasoline went up by 14%, diesel by 27%, hybrid cars increased to 100% in their annual fees, electric cars by, uh, are to $200, and hy- hybrids are $100, electric cars are $200. And then built into that is a fuel tax increase of up to a tenth of a cent per year that can happen, just That's year over right. year, automatic increase. So... They're they're coming for your pocketbook, and yeah, our something that, need- and, and that's something that has to be considered, uh, Ryan. Look, Julie Newberry, thank God for her, uh, was a Barnett that put the, the half cent sales tax together. Was that the gentleman's name? I uh, don't recall. At the I moment. think that was his name, and 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 he's against extending it. Uh, Julie Newberry, uh, Mayberry, pardon me, not Newberry, Mayberry, Julie Newberry was somebody I went to high school with. Julie 
Mayberry, uh, a state representative, came out in, in the last general session and said, look, let's take the money on battery sale, you know, taxes on battery mm-hmm. sales and things of that nature, and let's make a, uh, you know, a, a direct line of money to do for the roads. We don't need to raise taxes. The taxes are already there. All we have to do is, as I just said before and a moment ago, mm-hmm. govern and do it correctly. Do the heavy lifting and do the work. Uh, this government, this governor has shown he doesn't want to do this. I don't want to make this a personal uh, vendetta against ASA, uh, but against my fellow Republicans that think raising taxes is the answer. We always know that that's never really the answer. Governing right. is the answer. Right. And and they point and say, well, you know, we've made nine hundred million dollars in in cuts to, you know, in tax cuts. Yeah. How much but, have they added? Yeah. But a lot of that is in the terms of there's swaps that were done to where yes. it's basically, you know, that that budget neutral. And then up until uh, 20 um, up until covid, we were having increased budget or revenue in uh, surpluses. Uh-huh. And I want to say that um, it was as early as um Let's see here. At the end of um, twenty nine, yeah, twenty nineteen, we had I want to say two hundred and fifty six million dollars surplus. You know, getting very, very close. Right. Arkansas, yeah, yeah, two hundred ninety five million in surplus. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, like one, that's like one yep. year that we could get off close the half cent sales tax. Yes, and and that's what we're saying yep. too is that. Rather than just say, let's just have sent forever, take a real hard look at what is actually needed, what's actually necessary. And I I was in the, the committee room when in the House uh, committee when they were talking about this. And they're even saying that Arkansas has 16,000 miles of state highway. We can stretch our highway from Arkansas to the Antarctic Circle and back, 8,000 miles of a two-lane road. And they want to build even more on top of that. And they're saying still with this half-cent sales tax increase, it's still not enough to maintain what we have. So we need to take a step back and say, look, if we can't maintain what we have with the money we have, then how are we going to improve our position by adding in, and some of you have said up to a 1,000 more miles of state highway? How is that? It's just going to be a forever snowball of tax money that um that we're going to be on the hook for and that's what they're and that's what they're hoping for i got i gotta tell you that's what they're hoping for makes no it, it just drives me crazy we're going to come back uh and and continue this discussion but before we go let me ask you a question ryan the governor has said hey two million dollars we got a two million dollar war chest to help try to pass this piece of legislation who are the people behind that $2 million? Uh, I'm, I'm hearing that it's the people who build roads. I'm hearing that it's the Chamber of Commerce. Is that true? Uh, all of that is in reports that you can find, uh, I believe, on the Secretary of State's website on the disclosure side. Uh, there are trucking association. There's poultry association. There's... Um, uh, all associations with construction, with asphalt, with all of those who will definitely benefit from the large contracts that uh, that go along with these massive 
projects. That's so, what I thought. Uh, again, not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that supporting that at the expense of the taxpayer when there may be better solutions, I just think that there's there's you know there, there's other ways of going about this. There's nothing wrong with public-private partnerships when it's saving the taxpayer money. But, you know, again, this is uh, one of those spaces that I just don't think that you should be backing something that's going to put on the taxpayer on the hook forever and drop it into the Constitution just because it's potentially financially advantageous to you. Um, but yes, Dave, you can see everyone who's involved. And among those that are involved, you know, there's 20% of the donors are from out of state. So all of this talk about jobs, et cetera, there's going to be a significant number of those jobs that are going to be individuals that come from out of state. And the, you know, the, the benefit of those, uh, that revenue and, and of those salaries are going to probably be spent out of state. Yeah. Uh, so. You know, there's, again, nothing necessarily wrong with any of that. It's just that is it in the best interest of the Arkansas taxpayer to uh, to put this half cent in the Constitution? And when you see, you know, everyone that's backing it, you know, I get it. I get it. But we need to take a step back sometimes and say, look, we sh- this isn't the way that we should be funding uh, our highway our highway construction. Well, and and the thing that drives me crazy, Ryan and Elizabeth, jump on in. I know you're you're sitting there listening to this, but here's what drives me crazy: we got all these taxes out there. It, it, you know, they're willing to move the money around to try to to you know make the point that we're we're knocking down uh, the state sales tax or the state income tax or whatever. How about we knock down? Uh, the uh, the taxes and pay for the roads with the taxes that were already taken from the people. Well, you know, let's let's govern. I'm going to keep saying right. that. Let's govern <laughs> and let's quit t- as- asking for more taxes. A break. Then we'll come back and uh, we'll finish it up for six o'clock hour. Ryan Norris is staking with us the whole hour because it's taken a whole hour to explain this to you, and it's. Ex- <laughs> it's uh, it's really uh, you know a, a major thing to be explained, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Elizabeth talking if I if I got to kick her butt during the break. We'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick <laughs> and the Dave Ellswick Show. <laughs> of the Dave Ellswick Show. Well, we talked about what uh, issue one is, what it means, how much money it, it involves, uh, et cetera, et cetera, Ryan. How do people get involved? Because, look, this battle is going to come down to Benjamins. Uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, who, who's got the money to run the, the ads on radio and TV uh, to get the, the necessary uh, stuff on Facebook and, and all of the other uh, areas that we got to be on the Internet to defeat this. So um, those those paving companies and asphalt companies and all those other folks have some pretty deep pockets on the other side. I know that. Right. Yeah, right. they do. They do. So what about us? 
So the LQC, the Legislative Question Committee, is no permanent tax, no on issue one uh, Legislative Question Committee. And to help, I mean, really what we need is uh, is volunteers for phones, for doors, uh, those that can make citizen contacts and talk to voters and educate them on issue one. Again, that's another piece. Spread the word about issue one. Talk to your your uh, fellow voters, to your friends, your family about it, and let them know that you know voting no is going to hold government accountable. It's going to be a tax cut for all our Kansans, and it's going to require that our government go back and govern and come back with better solutions. Uh, you know, if you're a community group or individuals, you can join as a member of the LQC, and we can name put your names or logos uh, into the website. We're currently in the process of building that website. Now, something you can do quickly is you can go to nopermanenttax.com and sign the pledge to vote no on issue one. And this will also allow for us to do some additional communication to you, uh, send additional information about issue one and what's being done to organize to, uh, to oppose it. A uh, phone number that you can call to, for more information is 501-244-9675. And you can also email infoar, so that's I-N-F-O-A-R, at afphq.org. So a lot of what a- AFP will be doing is in-kind donations to the Legislative Question Committee. Uh, we have capabilities, grassroots capabilities, that are very effective. So if you want to help, you can volunteer. You can make phone calls from your house. We can set you up with that. Uh, we can also help you do uh, doors and set it up for that or do, do texting. Where I'm willing to work with anyone that uh, is interested in defeating this issue. Um, if there's monetary uh, donations that you'd like to make to the LQC, again, uh, make contact with us at 501-244-9675 or at infoar at afphq.org. Okay, give that phone number one more time. All right, 501-244-9675 or infoar at asphq.org. All right, you need to get involved. I know that uh, you know who listen to this show uh, that have been involved in fighting against different uh, issues uh, here in the state. Realize what it takes to be able to defeat an issue, especially defeat an issue that has the backing of the governor and a lot of uh, people who have uh, significant amounts of money uh, in business to uh, you know, pay for ads and things of that nature. You also need to be talking to your neighbors. Your talking to your neighbor uh, is vitally important to defeating issue one. You got to do it, and you got to get your neighbor to do it with his friends. And if we'll all work on that, everybody will know what's up for grabs, and uh, we can defeat this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that. That's the bottom line. I mean, look, uh, Elizabeth's listening in grassroots. That's what it all comes down to, does it not, Elizabeth? It's always about that. I mean, that's that's what it always comes down to. Just what Ryan said. He needs volunteers. You've got to be involved in these questions and these critical parts of our government. This election, there's going to be a lot of important stuff on our ballot. A lot of very important things. Yeah, not and, just about you know, putting Trump in the White House again. We're talking about things <laughs> that are going to affect you minutely here in uh, your state. 
Go ahead, LeBron. And with I'm your sorry. pocketbook. Well, what I'm finding out is with uh, the citizen contacts that we've made so far, nearly, I would say, 95% of those are not educated on issue one or just don't know even about issue one or what it's, what wow. it's going to do. What's going on? Once they're educated on it, we're saying probably better than 90% are saying, yes, I'm going to be voting no on issue one. So we need to keep that up. We've got a lot of, of uh, voters out there that we need to uh, put our perspective in front of and, our, and educate on issue one and what it really means for them. And when we do, it seems to be breaking our way. So lots of money, but they're going to need it to change the parts and minds of our Kansans who are filling that squeeze of tax dollars that keep on coming they keep on coming for us and for our pocketbook we need to draw a line in the sand and say no more go back and govern be accountable give us better solutions and we're going to vote ourselves a tax cut this november all right we appreciate you ryan norris here on the dave ellswick show elizabeth sotolaro thank you for joining me today we'll be back with you 6 a.m tomorrow morning on wednesday got a lot of different people coming on be listening for my ad about who's going to appear. Until then, have a great one.